Good morning, guys. Can't say good afternoon because it's not at, well, I guess it is. Is it after 12 yet? No, it's not. No, it's not. Getting close. Thanks, thanks for this opportunity, Ben. Um, and thank you, guys. You know, I love each and every one of you. And if you don't care, shoot a little prayer up for me. Um, most of you know me. And you know how much I love Christmas. I've been obsessed with it since I was little. But I've always um, just pictured that morning when Jesus was born on the earth. And um, I've always kept that right in there with Santa Claus. And actually, I, I've always drawn correlations between Jesus and Santa Claus. You know, there's a lot of people that teach we shouldn't observe Christmas in that way or have Santa Claus. And, you know, I, I'm thankful that God created us all with a, a different mind. We can you know, look at things in a different way. But for me, Jesus and our Father God is just totally giving all the time. Never condemns, never points a finger, but he's always, and he always freely gives. And Jesus is the same way. Um, so that being said, I thought when Ben first uh, contacted me about doing this, I thought, you know, Everybody there is going to say, okay, Greg's going to do a Christmas movie. Just count on it. You know, he can pick all kinds of... So I thought, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to shock them. So the first two or three days, I'd done nothing but look around and pray and pray and pray. And I said, Holy Spirit, if I step out in faith, because believe me, speaking in public has always been an absolute terror for me. Now, a lot of y'all won't believe that because when you're at the shop with me and there's only two or three of us in there, psst, I love it. I can engage. But when I'm up in front of a crowd, a lot of times, man, I would just collapse. I, I remember in high school, I'd get up and I'd just break out in hives and couldn't say anything. My mind go blank. But that Holy Spirit had been pricking my heart for a while. And he said, okay. I said, Lord, but I'm playing the guitar, and that scared me to death. I said, I'm doing that. He said, yeah, but I need more from you. He said, I don't care. And then I'd say, well, I'm getting older. It's too late. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to be 57 years old. Nope. I want you to do it. And all week I kept feeling that feeling of faith. Faith. You trust me, and I'll see to it that we get this done. I said, all right. I'm going to do it. So that being said... I surfed all over, looked at a bunch of different movies, and every single time I could remember being down there at the Christmas service running around that Buddy the Elf suit. We had a blast down there. I don't know if y'all were, were there. Um, and then as I started searching online for uh, about Buddy the Elf and, and the movie, I realized there were so many places in that movie, even though it was probably created with a secular basis, it is so informative for us Christians too because there's some really really good messages in there um, there was a lady who had written an article if y'all can remember this it's a website called crosswalk and it's just devoted to the church and uh, family devotionals news culture it's really cool but this lady wrote this article and it was five lessons that we can learn from buddy the elf and uh, we really can. 
everybody's probably seen the movie, right? I mean, most I've seen it probably 30 or 40 times. No, no kidding. I watch this stuff over and over, and it's weird because I see things in them I didn't see before. But um, the thing that I love the most about Buddy is no matter how bad people kicked him down, no matter how bad they treated him, no matter how bad they talked to him, he was always smiling. And there's nothing more powerful than a smile. You know, we can tell a lot of times when our brothers and sisters in Christ and even folks that we're related to that aren't saved, when they're down and out, a lot of times just to pack on the shoulder, pat them on the shoulder, give them a big smile, tell them we love them, hug them. I love to hug people. I'm sorry, if I ever hug you too, if I squeeze you too tight, I'm sorry, because I love to give hugs. Um, I think Jesus would hug us. If he got the opportunity, he'd be hugging on us too. Ain't no question. But anyway, getting back to Buddy, uh, I think it's really important because we look at him and he's six foot two, he's got a beard, and finally the elves say, look, man, <laughs> you're, you're human. And, you know, he, he decides he wants to go find his father. And I thought about that a lot, too, and I thought, you know, when, we, when that Holy Spirit first speaks to us, when we start to mature, we start looking for, for that missing piece in us. We all know now that that is our Father in heaven. Nothing else can fill that void. Nothing. Nothing else could have Greg up here speaking like this this morning. It's him. I couldn't do it alone. So that's what I loved about Buddy. He's just like a child. Everywhere he goes, he's smiling. He's encouraging. We got to do that for one another. I mean, we're, you know, we're commanded to do that for one another. Um, Y'all remember in the movie when he was, he, that line about um, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. It's kind of like with us. You know, when we go caroling, we all know the Christmas songs, and we sing loud. Buddy, I let her rip. I, I bell it out. And we have a great time when we're caroling. But if we've got the joy of the creator of the universe inside of us, we got to let it out. we got to sing. we got to encourage. So, old buddy, you know, he said that was the best way to spread Christmas cheer, singing loud for all to hear. So we got to do it. Let's, let's get out there and do that. Ephesians 5.19 says, Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in our hearts. You know, when you go back and you read through the Old Testament, and you read, well, in the New Testament too, when the Israelites, when they were blessed, when anything good came along, and you know, living in those times would have been hard. Man, every single time, they would sing. They would bust out and sing because we got something good to sing about. Let it fly. It don't matter if you're in tune or not. Let it fly. That's what it's all about. Bring, you know, raising those praises. I think it's important, too, that uh, 
We always listen to that small, still voice. And if, if we need to shake somebody's hand or encourage them, do it. Don't, don't be afraid and don't be scared. Just do it. Um, you got that video, Leslie? You got it, Ben? Let's play this one little video clip. This is my favorite part of the movie. Y'all remember that part? I don't know why that's my favorite part, but I, I think the reason that touched me so much was um, <laughs> he goes in there and they're all looking at him like he's from Mars. And he, he, he tells them the, just the truth, what hit his heart. They, they think he's you know completely off his rocker, but he lets it go anyway. So, you know, it's a challenge. I think that's something we gotta do. Um, Thessalonians 5 verse 11 says so encourage each other encourage each other and build up each other just as you are already doing so that's what we got to do as a church family we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses but if if we will pull together as a team and then when one's down pick them up out of the ditch we can do a lot of a lot of things we can we can bless others outside of the church and that's what we need to be doing but we've got to work with one another and be good to one another and smile I, going back to the smiling thing I, I think that's so important The lady that wrote this article, she always she also put in here Ephesians 4:29. And um, I think it was important to put that with this because it says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything we say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And that doesn't say a specific group, that means everybody. It's easy to encourage our friends and family, but to encourage somebody that we don't like or somebody we think doesn't like us, that's pretty cool. And you see that with Buddy, you know, a lot of times through that movie, uh, in the mail room, they make fun of him and they're always, he don't care, he's smiling, he'd probably hug them if he got the chance. <laughs> Another part of the movie that uh, <laughs> I found to be really humorous is uh, Buddy said, I thought maybe we could make gingerbread houses, Dad, and eat cookie dough, go ice skating, and even hold hands. I mean, here's a grown man talking to his father, but he's so innocent, and he truly means it. It's coming from his heart. I mean, it's funny. There was... Um, a pastor uh, named Craig Groeschel. And I love what he said. It said that he frequently in his sermons would say, we got to be weird because normal is not working. And we can look all around us at people in the world that are, you know, not in the church, and even some of us. I mean, 
gee whiz, man, we're making mistakes every day too. We're not immune to that. But what the world sees as normal now, it's, it, it's not good. That's why when they look at us, they think we're weird. You know, why, why are these people like this? Why are they peculiar? Scripture tells us we're to be a peculiar people. It also says we're not of this world. That means this is not our home. We've got to participate. We've got to live with others and, and be a blessing to them. But we're not of this world. We are an alien. But we've still got to participate. We've still got to do the things that are encouraging. And I, this morning at Vanceburg, it was so weird because I didn't even know I was going to say this, but it came to my heart, and I said it. And it was funny, the first time I heard Leslie was going to be driving a race car, I thought, what on earth is she doing? And later that night, I told Donna, I said, you know, I know her heart. She's got the best loving heart down in there. And I thought, I know what she's doing now. She's wanting to get out there with a group of people that probably wouldn't hear about Jesus. And they can go out there, mix and mingle. Who knows? Might reel a couple in. I mean, that's what it's all about, guys. I, like I said earlier, if the creator of the universe is living inside of us, the Holy Spirit is right in here with us, Jesus is in us. We have got to get excited and share that with others. I, I, there's times that I just cannot hold it. I'll sit at the shop and cry sometimes. I've cried right in front of them old guys that sit there with me all the time. But it's not from being sad. It's joy. It's overwhelming joy. But uh, Romans 12.2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way we think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. And it's good and it's pleasing and it's perfect. It, it don't miss nothing. It's perfect. That's, and we need to know that. We all need to pray. Pray and pray about what's your will for me? What do you want me to do, Lord? I mean, because we've all got a purpose, every one of us. And it don't have to be nothing major. People are saved one at a time because somebody talked to them about the good news, the gospel. It's our jobs, guys, to do that. The next thing that um, she, she talked about there was, um, Ben, if you don't care, play that next little clip. Or, or we got it there. Who's got the tablet? What's this? This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. <laughs> See? Even when he's, he's hammering on him, oh, I don't care. Smiling's my favorite. I, I'm telling you guys, there's power in those smiles. Um, Psalms 9-2 said, I will be filled 
I will be filled, not started, I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, Almost High. My goodness. Just to have the ability to speak, to have the ability to sing, let him know how we feel. We got to let it go, guys. We got to let it go. Mark 12:30 says, "And you must love the God, the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength." It doesn't say some says all um, and it's hard I mean it's hard on us all I you know I struggle I struggle all the time I've had some ups and downs in my life but I'll tell you one thing he never left me he never forsake me and every single time I thought things were at the bottom he brought me up um, I actually wrote some things down to you. <laughs> I got back up in the middle of the night and I had this stuff on my heart and it, and it kind of, it was things that I, I've, like I said, I've seen that movie 30 times, probably minimum, no joke. Um, but I hadn't really noticed what actually happened at the end of the movie. Um, but Buddy, that childlike spirit and that unconditional love that even when people would mouth off to him, be mean, he'd, he was happy and smiling and ready to hug him. Remember when he hugged a raccoon that was hissing at him and the thing, oh, he was still just smiling away. Um, but that, you know, Buddy had that. Um, he had that spirit. And even though Buddy, you know, remember when he found out his dad was on the naughty list? Oh, he about flipped out. Oh, no. Um, and there was reasons his dad was on the naughty list. I mean, he, he was selfish, um, cared about nobody but himself in the movie. Um, he was greedy. If you remember, there was a part there where he was the, in the publishing company where he worked. He had to approve books before they could be published. And he knew this one book was messed up bad, and it was a children's book. But he said, no, go ahead and publish it. The deadline's here. Publish it. We need the money. I mean, he, he just, you know, proud. And it was just all about him. But Buddy loved him anyway. And you know, his dad mistreated him too. He, he was really mean to him through the movie, you know, through, in the beginning anyway. But Buddy's pure heart, no matter what his dad done to him, he would always forget. And uh, we need to be that way over and over and over through the years I've been I've read through the Bible 12 or 13 times and I it just overwhelms me all the time on how we need to be childlike how we need to remember that feeling of forgiveness even the ones that were just talking about us and mean that we could actually have that childlike spirit and love on them and we make a difference sometimes I mean Buddy's love for his father changed his life and it changed his father's life because the part that I had always missed on that movie was when at the end, if you'll remember, Buddy and his little brother come to the office there and they're trying to get, they're having this meeting in the last minute. And the boss tells his dad, said, if you get up and walk out there, because they wanted their dad to come out and speak to him. 
And he says, if you get up and walk out that door, don't come back. You, you won't have a job. And he said, I'm done. I'm going to go be with my, my two sons and my family. So <laughs> his dad stopped serving himself and started serving others. So I think for us, it's that way. We've got to let go. Um, I'm gonna, this is a different movie, but remember Charlie Brown Christmas? I love it when they're on the stage. And Luke 2, 10, 14. And remember, when Charles Schultz wrote this, he was doing this Christmas special for CBS, I think it was. And they told him, they said, he, he put the part in here about the Bible scripture. And even back then, and this was probably in the late 50s or early 60s, they said, don't put that in there. We don't want no Bible verses in the cartoon. He waited till the last minute to put it back in. And when it was aired, he got hammered by the, the people at CBS. But you remember, who what was it? Which one of the characters read the low Bible? Was it Linus? He's, Luke 2, 10 through 14. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. He was talking about the birth of Jesus. To this day, they still air that every year. And that's still in there. So, a lot of times when we watch these movies, if we'll just listen to that little voice, it, they can teach us things. And um, <laughs> I just, like I said, I love the childlike spirit. One last thing. I shared this on my timeline. Um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, about Mother Teresa. And it was like 10 famous quotes from Mother Teresa. And they're all fantastic. She was a special person. I'm telling you, if you want to emulate somebody, that woman was amazing. Um, but there's one, one of them there that shows a picture of her, and she's holding a little infant baby out like this. And she's probably in her 90s at this point. And that woman has the biggest smile on her face, and so does that little baby. So smiling starts early if we encourage it. And smiling will get us through. Um, there's motion at my front door. My ring doorbell. Oh, well. There's nobody home. Um, I love you guys, and I thank you all for um, listening to me. Um, like I said, um, there is no possible way that Greg Hall could have got up here and done this today. <laughs> no way. So it just goes to show you that it's true. When he said if we'll step out in faith, he'll team up with us and walk through it with us. So I love him above all, but I love you guys too. And it's wonderful to have a church family where you can wear a T-shirt that says, Buddy, we're, I'll help you find your dad, or where's your dad with Norwal on it. You can go to a rock concert at River Days and watch Blue Oyster Cult on Saturday night and then speak on Sunday. Because we're still, at the end of the day, we're still humans, we're still people, we still have things we enjoy. And it's so nice to not be criticized or condemned for going to a rock concert. Um, 
I just love you guys, and I love what we're doing. Um, I think we're getting it right. I know we're getting it right. I love you all. Thanks for bearing through that with me. Till I see you again, hopefully next Sunday. Leslie will like Greg's preaching because he ended this morning down at Maysburg campus at 18 minutes after. It is just 19 minutes after. So he's right on the button at being where he's supposed to be on timeline. So that is awesome. What a great job. What a great message for us to hear. Uh, I do believe that we are to be childlike for the fact that Jesus once was talking to his disciples and talking to people out in the community and he was teaching a lesson, and he told a little kid to come over there, and the kid sat with him, and Jesus told the people of the crowd, unless you become like this little child, you'll not enter the kingdom of heaven. How many wants to go to heaven? We've taught about that for a couple months now. I want to go to heaven. we got to be like kids. we got to be like Buddy the Elf. Even when somebody's mean to us and telling you work is your favorite, you can still say, no, smile's my favorite. I'll enjoy work too, but smile's my favorite. I'll still smile. Uh, so this week, wherever you go through life, and somebody's talking mean to you or you're getting bullied or in school for the kids or whatever's going on in your life, just smile real big and enjoy life because we have Jesus on this journey with us. And how awesome is that? Amen. Awesome job, Greg. I appreciate you so much. Um, we're starting a new series next Sunday and entitled Sunday School. And I've been digging and, and, and digging around on it. And I'm so excited for this sermon series we're getting ready to do. I get to preach. Uh, I haven't been in the pulpit now for about four or five weeks, so I, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready to come back, and I'm excited. But I'm so thankful to God that he's allowed me, because Pastor Wells came last week, and I, I love hearing Pastor Wells preach. And he's my pastor. He's the one that loves me and, and it prods me along and encourages me. He's on our board for our church here, and just a great man of God. And I want to emulate him because pastor well successful he's so successful in ministry because he encouraged other ministers to come along in probably a greater number than anybody i know in in our region or even in our country uh, i i know for a fact one time we done a pastor appreciation day for him a few years ago and i think it was 24 preachers had left ministry from his ministry at raceland he was there less than 20 years can you imagine growing up and raising up 20 other ministers ministers to go out and preach and pastor other churches? And Krista Hampton down there at Paris for you guys, she's one of Pastor Wells's. Uh, he, he was the first one to allow her to preach and told her that women's allowed in the pulpit and encouraged her along, and she's pastoring a major church down there in Paris, Kentucky. And Pastor Wells successful because he believed in others and encouraged others. And I love Bethesda because we will. Amen? We believe and we allow. And what better shirt than Buddy the Elf shirt? That's my favorite movie. I love that movie more than any movie. If I had to pick one movie, it's my favorite itself. And Leslie did buy me a costume so I can go to Christmas parties with my Buddy the Elf costume on because I enjoy it so much. And thank you, Greg, for speaking. Uh, if you would, please stand uh, as we prepare uh, to dismiss. But I want to... I want to ask you a question. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And no looking around. Don't worry about what your neighbor's doing. And 
I just, I just want to ask you this question because I feel like it's what the question is for us today from Greg's message. Holy Spirit, thank you for softening our hearts. God, I pray for boldness for people in this room right now to admit to the question I'm getting ready to ask. And God, I pray that you would go before, and Holy Spirit, you would go before to make our hearts pliable. That you would help us to be who we're called to be. Nobody looking around. I want to ask you this very simple question. people in this room and a lot of us Bethesda started with three ladies dreaming about a church where people could come and hear about Jesus and see lives radically transformed by the kingdom of God that's happening in this room as we speak but here's my question for you today How many of you are tired of being an adult and you would like to return to the days of childlike faith and happiness where the cares of this world didn't matter? When you was a kid, they don't care. They'll get in a fight one minute and hug next the next. And you want to return to that. You want to return to that place of just childlike faith that the cares of this world will not bother you. You're tired of being an adult. I want to be a kid again, Jesus. I want you to raise your hand. Amen. Amen. Hands everywhere. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome stuff. I want everybody here to pray this prayer with me. Whether you raised your hand or not, I just want you to pray this prayer with me to encourage your neighbor. Everybody say, Heavenly Father, I come to you and I ask for forgiveness for being too adultish. Help me to be a kid again, to enjoy life and to experience you in greater ways than I ever have. Help me to be an encourager to my peers. In Jesus' name, amen.